Hello everyone, Larry Bailey with Mortgage Workflow Partners. It is Monday, August 7th, 2023, and we've got another weekly review brought to you by MBS Highway, your trusted source for mortgage market intelligence, and of course brought to you from Mortgage Workflow Partners, the best place to go for everything Encompass related, whether it's implementations, whether it's following up on your workflow or technology, whether it's implementing or re-implementing your Encompass platform, and certainly retail or even non-retail or TPO, we are a one-stop shop. So give us a call. We are always ready to speak with you to help you understand how we can make your dollar stretch farther and get you more for your value. This newsletter is for the week of July 31st, 2023 in review. We've got conflicting data, which begs the question, what's really going on in that job market? Plus, low housing supply is having a clear impact on home prices. Read on for these stories and more. So the first story is where are job gains really coming from? The next story is leisure and hospitality continues to boost private payrolls. The next topic is initial jobless claims remain tame. Then we have the impact of work from anywhere on job openings. We've got a little uh, seasonal piece in there for food. And then last story is tight supply adding pricing pressures to housing. So the first story is where are job gains really coming from? If you're listening to this on podcast or audio only, uh, please get over to mortgage.community. Get over and watch the video replay. I guarantee you will enjoy it. Get to watch me making crazy faces at what I'm reading. Uh, Plus, you get to see, more importantly, the jobs report uh, image here. So the Bureau of Labor Statistics, also known as the BLS, reported that there were 187,000 jobs created in July, which was weaker than estimates. So job growth in May and June were also revised lower, subtracting 49,000 jobs in those months combined. The unemployment rate fell from 3.6 to 3.5%. So a lot of this is confusing. What's the bottom line here? The headline job number comes from the report's business survey, which is based predominantly on modeling and estimation. So the headline number is modeling and estimations. In fact, one of the biggest reasons we saw job gains last month was the birth-death model where the BLS estimates new business creation relative to closed businesses and how many jobs this created. So this is all modeling. In July, this modeling added 280,000 jobs, but it's hard to believe that many businesses were started last month in the current economic climate, especially given the cost of capital. Job gains are clearly slowing as job growth in June 185,000 and July 187,000 were the two lowest levels reported since December 2020. Plus a deeper look at the data shows that the part-time workers increased by 972,000 while multiple job holders rose by 118,000, meaning some people are having to pick up second jobs just to get by. Full-time workers also fell by 585,000. Average weekly hours also declined slightly, which is important because one of the ways businesses cut costs is to cut the number of hours worked. This caused average weekly earnings, which is a good reflection of take-home pay, to only increase 0.1% from June. Overall, this data suggests underlying weakness in the job market and the economy in general. And I can tell you, as a small business owner, I see this. 
Um, I'm sure for those of you that are listening and you're in the mortgage industry, you see this too. Um, so, um, the, but this is where a lot of the stuff comes from. If you never really understood how this Bureau of Labor Statistics, how these job numbers, <laughs> a lot of it's modeling and estimates. Go figure. So listen, next story is leisure and hospitality continues to boost private payrolls. So big, big graph here, and uh, we saw um, these kind of, you know, the, the overall trend line is good, right? Um, you'll see that, uh, you know, that on the graph here if you're able to check it out. It's broken down by company size. So the ADP employment report showed that private payrolls were much stronger than expected in July with 324,000 jobs created. Now, this is ADP, so these are real jobs, um, not estimates or modeling. Uh, the annual pay for job stayers increased 6.2%, and job changers saw an average of 10.2%. While these pay gains are still high, they've been moderating over the last year. So if you've listened to me for a while, that was as high as 14%. Um, and then it went down a little bit to 13 then 12 and now we're at 10 So definitely a trend down for job flippers or job changers. Not flipping, but changing. Leisure, leisure and hospitality once again led the way with 201,000 job gains, more than quadruple any other sectors. And while manufacturing was a weak spot, shedding jobs for the fifth straight month, this correlated with July's ISM index as their survey of purchasing and supplying executives nationwide showed a, quote, slowdown in hiring with attrition, freezes, and layoffs actively in place, close quote. So what's the bottom line here, gang? Listen, the high level of leisure and hospitality job gains may not continue to bolster the overall private payroll total for much longer, as we have now eclipsed the number of employees in this sector pre-COVID. Plus, the BLS jobs report only showed 17,000 leisure and hospitality job gains in July. Remember, that's modeling and estimates. While the latest job openings in labor turnover survey, that's the JOLTS report, showed that leisure and hospitality job openings fell to their lowest level since March of 21. This data combined suggests softer job growth in this area are to come. We have seen large discrepancies in the BLS and ADP employment reports in recent months, which may be due to issues with seasonal adjustments. This will be something to watch closely heading into the fall. The next story is initial jobless claims remain tame. So on image here, we have jobless claims, and um, we've got uh, three familiar states, California, Ohio, and Texas, leading the largest claim brigade. Initial jobless claims rose by 6,000 in the latest week as 227,000 people filed for unemployment benefits for the first time. While this number can be volatile from week to week, first-time filers have remained under 230,000 for the last three weeks after topping 260,000 in the first three weeks of June. This tamer level of initial claims show that, that employers are still clearly trying to retain their workers. Meanwhile, continuing claims rose by 21,000, with 1.7 million people still receiving benefits after filing their initial claim. While this latter metric is well above the, the low of 1.289 million seen last September, it has declined from the high of 1.861 million reported in early April reflecting a mix of people finding new jobs and benefits expiring. So there's also impacts of work. The next story is impacts of work from anywhere on job openings. So 
Going back to that JOLTS report, so this is a job openings and, la and labor turnover survey, showed that job openings declined from 9.62 million in May to 9.58 million in June as they continue to trend lower since peaking in March of 2022. A, 9.62 million to 9.58 million job openings. Still a ton of job openings. Um, compared to the, what do we see in that last story? 1.7 million people continuing. So it's like 1.7 million people say they can't find a job, but then we say we've got 9.58 million job openings. There's got to be some correlation. We've got to be able to, somebody's got to be able to find a job somewhere, maybe. As work from home, um, or work from anywhere is a better way to say it, as work from anywhere became more common during COVID, the frequency of seeing uh, the same job listings populated in multiple states has increased. This has added a new dynamic to the JOLTS data and is certainly a factor in the larger number of openings that we are now seeing when compared to before the pandemic. Next story is tighter, tight supply adding pricing pressures to housing. So CoreLogic's home price index showed that home prices nationwide rose for the fifth straight month, up, for, up by 0.5% from May to June. Prices were also 1.6% higher when compared to June of last year. CoreLogic forecasts that home prices will rise 0.6% in July and 4.3% in the year going forward. Zillow also reported that home values have increased 4.8% this year. They're forecasting that home values will rise 6.3% from June 2023 to June 2024 and predicting, this is Zillow, and predicting that 48 of the nation's 200 largest markets will see an increase of 7% or more. Wow. Um, so the bottom line here is the latest rise in home price, prone prices reported by CoreLogic and Zillow echoes the strong growth seen in, in appreciation indexes, including those released by Kay Schiller, Black Knight, and the Federal Housing Finance Agency. Tight supply is a key factor impacting prices with CoreLogic's chief economist, Selma Hepp, explaining that, quote, the continued imbalance between buyers and sellers continues to pressure home prices, close quote. So Selma's basically stating the obvious here in that anytime you have a, a supply and and uh, demand imbalance, um, you're going to see a reaction, right? So back in 2008, when we had a glut of supply, so the demand really, really low, and we saw prices collapse. We're not seeing that now. And so that's why home ownership remains a good investment and opportunity for building wealth, because we are not just poofing houses. It takes time, and it's going to be a while before this imbalance ever goes back to normal, honestly. So here's that family hack of the week. Uh, August 4th was National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day. Damn it, I wish I knew that. I would have had some chocolate chips that day. So try these double chocolate chip cookies from All Recipes for an extra fudgy and, and delicious chocolate lover's treat. My mouth is going to be watering all throughout this. So you're going to preheat the oven to 350 degrees Fahrenheit. In a large bowl, you're going to beat one and a half of cups granulated sugar, one cup of butter softened first, please, two eggs, and two teaspoons of vanilla until light and fluffy. In a separate bowl, you're going to combine two cups of all-purpose flour, two-thirds cup cocoa powder, three-quarter tablespoon baking soda, one-quarter teaspoon salt. Stir that into the butter mixture until well-blended. Mix in two cups of chocolate chips. I'll tell you, go for three. And a half cup of chopped walnuts, if that's your liking. Um, I don't like that. 
drop spoonfuls of dough into an ungreased cookie sheet and about two inches apart, and bake those until cookies are set, approximately eight to 10 minutes. Let them cool, the transfer to a wire rack to cool completely. I like them slightly warm. To get them a little bit warm, put them with some vanilla ice cream. Now you got some family hack with cookies and ice cream. Here's what to look for this weekend. Crucial inflation uh, reports are ahead, starting with June's consumer price index index on Thursday. Look for the producer price index on Friday, which will give us news on wholesale inflation. Also of note, Tuesday, that's tomorrow, brings the NFIB's report on confidence among small business owners for July. The latest job claims will be reported, as usual, on Thursday. And investors will also be closely watching Wednesday's 10-year note and Thursday's 30-year bond auctions for the level of demand. We see here on mortgage-backed uh, securities on, on uh, MBS Highway that today was not a good day for them. So, as always, my name is Larry Bailey. Thank you very much. I'm with Mortgage Workflow Partners. Guys, go to workflowpartners.org. Anytime we can help you, 888-522-7181. Can email me, Larry, at workflowpartners.org. And always check these replays and a ton of other community information and all the community partners by going to mortgage.community. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you.